everyone. Welcome back to the Cozy Chat Podcast. Uh, thank you for returning if you are a returning listener. If you're a new listener, welcome, welcome. I am Corey, and my pronouns are he, him, his. I'm Sasha. My pronouns are she, her, and Aya. And thank you for tuning in to Cozy Chat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... If you're here for the first time, welcome, as Corey said. Yes. You know, we do, th- this episode is definitely going to be a bit more chill and relaxed compared to our other episodes, yeah. you know? So I think this one is definitely going to be, uh, we're going to vibe more to the namesake of the podcast. So, yeah. you know, feel, feel free to just vibe, chill, get cozy, you know, because we're get just going to be... Little drink. Yep, I got a nice cup of water right here. Yeah, we're chilling with some water. You yeah, can chill with something stronger. Oh, feel free, yo. Like, we actually, I do. That is definitely going to be an episode idea. Like, we're definitely going to have like a special episode where we're just like all just vibing to like tea or whatever libation will be wanted. We're just gonna, you know, vibe out for those of us, you know who indulge in that yeah um, i'll vibe in water and regular tea yes um but yeah how has your week been i'm like heck i would say like low-key hectic because of school i've been watching a lot of films writing a lot so like my life has just been school and work mostly school uh, I'm pretty excited because for one of like my radio class, I'm going to get like some type of mixer, audio recorder. So I'm excited for that. Okay. That sounds exciting. I remember when I was taking my media classes, I graduated like three years ago, four years ago, actually. I graduated in 2017. So, but I still do like media stuff every once in a while. Try to keep keep at it, you know. Yeah. Doing like filmmaking, everything. I never took radio though. Mostly since I didn't do audio, I was mostly doing like video yeah. and film and like video editing and stuff like that. Yeah. So I never really like I took the basic audio class because everyone had to take it. Mm. But I never got into like radio or like the like the remastering class where you got to take one of your old projects and like remaster the sound mm. and like add Foley and do this, do the stuff. Yeah. That definitely would have been really fun to do, but, and also probably been useful. Like, like if I had known that I was going to be pod- podcasting or cause I was kind of podcasting in, in college or at least like towards the end of college. Like I, when I was in California, and I was at Cal State Northridge. Uh, me and my roommate had a podcast that was, it was good, kind of short-lived. Um, <laughs> I don't know if any of the listeners are ever going to see that, but it was definitely like a fun little something that we started in our dorm, and then we were both working at the school paper at the time, and we kind of brought it kind of to the paper a little bit, and we were able to like use like one of the recording studios with like a camera and everything. So then our background changed and looked a little bit more clean. Mm. Um, and it was fun. 
and I known since then that I definitely wanted to get back into like I wanted another podcast project. Yeah. And you know, it took like because I was in two thousand like fifteen to the, yeah two thousand fifteen to two thousand sixteen. Mm, I was already no, out of. It was two thousand fourteen to do that to to two thousand fifteen. Okay. So it's yeah. been like a good uh, five six years since that project. Yeah. Because this is my, like, I've thought about and tried to start a couple of podcasts, but this is my second official podcast. I am pretty much, uh, you guys probably won't know it, but there's this web series, a BT, (laughs) BT digital web series called Situationships that was a uh, project that I was heavily involved in. I was the still back the BTS photographer for from like I would say 2015 to 2018, off and on. And we for season two, we created a podcast called it's called Situation Ships. This podcast was Situation Sips. Like sip it on some. Yeah. So. For most of the episode, not every episode, but like a good amount of the episodes, we were slipping on wine. Okay. <laughs> that sounds fun. <laughs> and we had, um, sometimes we had like some of the writers and some of the actors come on as like guests on the show. And it was interesting. We kind of really broke down each episode. Okay. So kind of like what they were doing with like... um. Like with the walking, like with Walking Dead and like Game of Thrones and stuff like that, where they would have like the episodes come out and then afterwards they'd have like a kind of like a podcast or like a a sit down after the show show. Yeah. It kind of broke down. So this is what's going on. And that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was it was fun because we uh we we had the creator on our it was honestly supposed to be myself and two other people involved in the show not the creator but one girl stepped out the creator stepped up and it was funny because like sometimes she had to censor herself because (laughs) she she already knows it all like it came out of her brain so it had like we had no spoilers like we talked kind of it was kind of spoiler ish Mm -hmm. like we um we would the funniest thing that like it was myself and the uh the music supervisor Maya we came up with the idea like randomly like we were in the editing studio while they were editing episodes and we're like let's do a podcast because this would be fun and we ended up uh like we came up with different segments there was like the breakdown of the episode then we had our final segment was like what we would choose a drink to represent each character. Okay. So like one character would be a gin and tonic. The next day it would be like a rum punch, mm-hmm. <laughs> which it took a, like, it took some researching to fi- like, cause I was in charge of finding the drinks. So mm-hmm. it took a little research. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That definitely sounds pretty good. So any listeners who are looking for new podcasts or just kind of want to check things out, definitely feel free 
and again, this isn't like a sponsorship or whatever. Yeah. You know, this just happens to be a project, you know, that Sasha was a part of. So, you know, feel free to give it, you know, some support if you want to check out Situationships, which, which the is, is hilarious. The sh- yeah, which the, the show got picked up by BT, correct? Yeah, because it was like, because it was on YouTube and then it got picked up by BT. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a little hard to find it on BT's website now. Like you gotta go searching for it. Mm. Like it used to be featured on their in their like digital series section, and now it's just mm-hmm. like you have to Google it. Okay, <laughs> and then you can find it. But so, uh, it's about like eight episodes, twenty minutes a piece. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. So definitely feel free to check out Situationships. If you're just looking for something fun to watch, I did watch the series. I didn't listen to the podcast, yeah. but I did watch the series, and it's funny. And it's it's like it definitely gets you. It, it like sinks its claws into you. And like, yeah, you want to watch the whole thing. In. It's like you watch the first episode and you just like, I just got to see how it ends. Like, yeah, you know, the funny thing about like because they uh, be like. After BT got picked it up, like they picked up season two. I don't even think you can find season one anywhere anymore. But season one was hilarious. The good thing about season two is like they took the characters everybody knew and loved and they expanded out their lives. Mm -hmm. Like you learned more about them, which made it easier to do like a season two can be watched as a standalone. You don't have to have watched season one. Mm-hmm. Even though season one is hilarious, yeah. So definitely feel free to check it out, and definitely feel free if you're looking for, you know, another podcast to check out, or you know, you're just a little curious. Situation sips, yeah. You know, definitely feel free to check out a few episodes of that too. Yeah. Like I, had, I had a lot of fun sipping with them. Uh, now I can't drink at all, so. No yeah. more sipping. And don't even try asking me what my old podcast was because I'm not telling. <laughs> I mean, it's still it's still up and it's still public. So, you know, like if people find it, they find it. But like, I'm, I'm not, not putting it out. It I'm out. not putting it out there. Um, that was definitely like if like that was definitely a good like passion project. Well, mm. I was still, you know dorming in california and stuff like that you know and if you guys do check out situation ships or situation sips you know you want to tell us tell us what you thought about it feel free to hit us up email email us at cozychatpodcast at gmail.com or or dm us us. on ig or twitter cozychatpod yeah you know we are doing Last month, we did a Black History Month feature, daily mm-hmm. posts of historical Black figures. So, like, you can give that a check. You can check that out. On Twitter, we just recapped. But on IG, we posted daily. Mm-hmm. And this month, we're doing Black History. I mean, Black Black women. History Month. <laughs> That's black what I've been calling it. When people ask me so, like, you know, about the post, I'm like, last February was Black History Month. History month. Now this month is Black History Month. History Month. month. So and now. it's a mix of current and historical women. So you'll find a Tracy Ellis Ross and a 
um, Mary McLeod Bethune. Like, so you'll find a variety in there. Mm -hmm. And guys, like we all know black history is 365. So you can't just boil this down to like a month or even two. So who knows? Um, We may keep this up like, not not at the same pace every month. Yeah, it won't be daily. Yeah, but we might keep this up, you know, all like for like majority of the year. So like, yeah. you know, when June comes around and we have Pride Month, so you know, oh, definitely yeah, we- definitely making sure to shout out all of the, you know, people, facets of blackness. Blackness. So all of the LGBTQ community, you know, yeah. who are black and stuff like that. Not again. I don't want this to be considered like we're excluding like the non-black ones or anything like that, but you know, just wanting to make sure we are lifting, uplifting them. And also I think, and I think as a black podcast and we talk about black issues and black people, yeah, I feel like it's important, particularly, I mean, I'll probably talk more about that when we get to June and we get to like prime month and stuff like that, but making sure that I'm, you know, a cis hat man so making sure yeah, that I'm a i use hat woman so making sure i use my platform whatever platform i have to uplift you know my brothers sisters fam who are part of the lgbtq a plus community yeah. you know so again yeah. just giving them like shout outs and also making sure like giving them their their just Peace. dues and make like, sure they have the space. Yeah, because we're not, the way we're trying to bring it, we're not trying to step up to the mic. We're trying to amplify and share narratives. Because um, it's like a lot of times people like to step up and like decide they're going to talk for the LGBTQIA community. And it's like, let's present stuff from there at least try to uplift them yeah. instead of uplifting ourselves yeah it's all about just upliftment so again if you've know if you've been checking out the ig lately you'll kind of know what we're talking about just you know you know shout outs uh kind of about different individuals yeah. who have impacted us in the black community and impacted the world in some way you know whether they're new or old, you know, just mm-hmm. bubbling up on the scene. And we want to keep that. So we want to keep that with like Pride Month. We want to keep that with, you know, Hispanic Heritage Month and stuff yep. like that. Yeah. Making sure that we're uplifting the Afro-Latinx community. Yeah. Wow. So we are looking for like ideas. So for uh, April, May, July, August. <laughs> Yeah. So, <laughs> so if you have any ideas or anything, again, feel free to hit us up. Yeah. DM us, email us. Yeah, DM us, email us. Like we're definitely looking for ideas. Um we'll figure like we're hoping that we'll get hints and clues from our audience. But if anything, we're open, you know, for all suggestions. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah. I definitely feel like the months of June and then the month of June and then the period between September 15th and 
October 15th, which is Hispanic Heritage Month, are going to be full of Black bodies and Black people and celebrating. <laughs> like, I, I already made my, I already started making my list of Afro-Latinx people. I have yet to make my list of Pride Month. <laughs> yeah, but we're definitely going to get on that um, soon. Yeah, I definitely know, like, day one's going to be Marsha P. Johnson. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't think we could really start off the month any Without. other day. But, you know, we definitely have to do our Googles and do our research. Yeah. Because so there's so many people, and again, not even just, there's so many people in throughout Black history who maybe their, you know, identity or, like, sexuality or whatever wasn't at the forefront yeah so we have a whole bunch of different like even civil rights leaders and stuff like that again like maybe something like people knew but then people didn't like no no right it was like it it was just something like out and about so we want to make sure we kind of uplift everyone and again not not and also not just resigning them to pride month i just mentioned it because it's coming up yeah Uh, again we're gonna celebrate all the facets of blackness all year round but yeah since it is going to be pride month we're gonna make sure we do a little more to extra amplify those stories and those lives and those people yeah yeah because i think for black her story month we started off with audrey lord so lesbian she's a writer active she was she passed from cancer unfortunately uh, but she was a re- prominent writer, activist, critic, like get into her stuff. Like she, her writing's amazing. Mm-hmm. People say her, her book, the cancer journals, like while she was uh, having, while she was actively, you mm-hmm. know, fighting cancer was really poignant work. I'm like, I started reading, um, Sister Outsider by her. I just haven't finished. What? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually have. I have so many books that I've started reading and that I haven't finished. Like, yeah. and yet I keep getting more books. Yeah, particularly because exactly. I I read my books on my phone through the Kindle app. So yeah, I'm like, ooh, like I'll download a bunch of book samples and then yeah, download the books that I like. But it, you know, there are like a few that I haven't really. Mostly because I just have a busy schedule, so I'll start reading it, then yeah. my life will get crazy, and then I'll totally forget. So, like, yeah. Children of Blood and Bone, I need to finish reading. Oh, um, I bought it, I think. I it's have good. it both on Kindle, and I have the physical copy of the book, and I, oh, still, wow. I still haven't finished. And I know the, the second book came out, um, Children yeah. of Virtue, and uh, what is it? Something in Virtue. I'm not sure. I know it I came know. out, but yeah. I didn't get it. But yeah, so that one I need to get, but I need to finish the first book. And yeah. then um, the another book that I was reading, um, I read the first book and then the sequel came out to the book that I was waiting for. And I started reading the first few chapters, but then like got crazy and busy. So I had to, I stopped reading that. And now I feel like I have to start the book over yeah. just to get back into the flow of the story again. Yeah. Same thing with Children of Blood and Bone. I, like, I don't, I'm going to feel like I read this already, but I feel like I need to read it over yeah. just to get back into the flow of the story. 
Yeah, I'm like, because before my semester started, I was heavy. I wasn't reading like the text like that I wanted to read. I was just reading like fun stuff. So I read the whole Bridgerton series and mm-hmm. I read a bunch of books in that same kind of period. Yeah. Time period. But one of the books that I started, but I haven't finished and I bought it years ago, I started it and then recently I had to re-begin from the beginning because I did not remember any of the book, uh, West Indians of Costa Rica, because mm-hmm. uh, my my um, grandfather was from like the West Indian part of Go- Costa Rica and one of, uh, one of my friends uh, who is... Uh, also Costa Rican from the same area she told me about this book and she said it's like great to learn the history of our people so I was just like let me buy this book starts it didn't finish it I only got like maybe 10 to 20 pages in so I was just like okay let me start from the beginning and turns out I don't know where I got it but I have like a Black Panther bookmark in there with (laughs) And it, I think it lists the, like the 10, uh, their 10, I forgot what they called it. Like their 10 principles or something like that on mm-hmm. the back. Okay. Yeah. I don't know where I got the bookmark, <laughs> but it was oh, in yeah. the book. Like, like literally I downloaded like so many samples for books mm. that I haven't really gotten to. I mean, a few of the ones that I've started reading, but just haven't finished. Like, like I started reading Akata Witch. I was reading like mm. Black Queer Southern Women and Oral History. I was reading, um, let me see. The thing that gets me is that even I buy books, but then what I also do is I search out and find like PDFs. So yeah. I have like stuff in my kindle but then i have stuff in my adobe reader oh yeah on my phone honestly like and i have so many like so many i started i one that i did read i think i read the whole thing uh it was by i think it was like angela davis our prisons obsolete Mm -hmm. um that i actually finished um took me a little time it wasn't as long as i thought it was gonna be yeah Um, yeah the one story that i like i got like a third of the way through called deathless divide it's a sequel to the book called dread nation mm. by justina ireland and i love dread nation it's like it's like a alt history antebellum i I can't even say if it's antebellum because it actually takes place Mm, i think it does take place it's it's like before the Civil War, so I guess it would be technically antebellum. So it's like an antebellum alt history take on like, what if a zombie apocalypse happened in the South, in like the antebellum South? And it's really interesting. Um, So I would definitely suggest if you're looking for a fun read, you know, pick up Dread Nation. And I am reading the sequel, Deathless Divide. Again, I started reading it when it came out, uh, probably like a few, like a month after it came out, I probably picked it up. But, you know, life just got so busy that I, like, I started reading it, then I stopped. Um, the Trail of Lightning, The Sixth World by uh, Rebecca Roanhorse. Like, that's also a really good book. 
um, again, like, and I, and I got like halfway through it, <laughs> a little more than halfway through it, and I just kind of like fell off because of scheduling. But yeah, actually, I think um, will be a good idea is we'll actually put a, a list of some of the books that we're reading or, you know, just some, some of the books that are in our book collection in the description for this episode. And if you guys want to check those books out, feel free. Um, again, we're not, none of these are like sponsored or anything. These yeah. are just part of our personal reading yeah. list that we've either finished reading or need to finish reading. Like currently I started, but I haven't finished um, A People's History of the United States by Howard Zinn. It's, uh, let's see, what else is there? Um, I have a, like, so many things, so many things. Um, that's one of my PDFs. Like, recently I've been just reading for class. Mm -hmm. There was this one book that I started reading personally, and then I ended up having to read it for a class. I don't think it was last, this semester past semester it was like the semester before which i do recommend it's uh let's see let me just look for it donald search it's called how to read donald duck imperialist imperialist ideology in the disney comic so interesting it's it's interesting it started i it kind of it kind of goes through like how Donald Duck was used to uh, in, enforce like imperialist ideology oh, yeah. in like Latin America and a couple other countries. I started reading it, I stopped, then I had to read like a chapter or two for class, and then that's all I read. I have to get back to it. It's yeah, it's but a, a lot of it those was originally old, in old, Spanish. They translated it to English. Okay, I know a lot of those old Disney show movies, like cartoons and shorts. I feel like a lot of the shows, particularly during like World War II and stuff like that, they're so like they're propaganda films. So, so I'm not too surprised that they were using, you know, Disney characters and stuff like that as tools of propaganda elsewhere as well the funny thing is they're not even talking about the films they're talking about donald duck cartoons being mm -hmm. that were printed and distributed in latin america and a few other countries so i was just like i I never thought about like Disney comics in general. Like I just thought of the movies. I didn't realize they had like a whole comic section. Maybe I'm mm -hmm. not an, maybe I'm just selective in my memory. Cause yeah. I, for us, we didn't really experience the Disney comics. Like we experienced the movies, the comics were something like early in the forties and stuff like that. Like, I think they might still do some comics, but I think they probably do like yeah similar you know my interaction with Disney characters in general is mostly through the um uh, through the movies and then movies tv shows 
you know, yeah. Disney Channel, all that. And then books as well. Yeah. So, like, different Disney books, Disney, like, nursery rhymes mm. and stuff like that, The Mother Goose. Yeah. Um, I feel like I was looking, it was maybe last year or the year before, I, I was looking at, like, a list of, like, the Disney Channel shows. Mm-hmm. And no, actually, it wasn't. It was like Disney Channel shows and Disney original movies. And I was just like, okay, I see where I fell off. Like right around the time they had Hannah Montana, I just fell off. <laughs> I yeah, I liked Hannah Montana, but yeah, I watched it, but I don't think I ever finished it. And then I watched like maybe a little bit of that show, Wizard of Wa- Waverly Place, but I mm-hmm. wasn't a consistent watcher. I just fell off of that channel, like. But I was really into like those movies in the '90s and the early 2000s, like Xenon and um, the Mighty Ducks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But oh, the Color of Friendship. That one, that movie, I haven't seen, but I've seen Xenon. I've seen the Mighty Ducks. I like the Mighty Ducks animated show, which has oh, nothing to. They... Yeah, they like. It has nothing to do with the Mighty Ducks movie at all. Like, like the Mighty Ducks movie is like a hockey team, like a legit, yeah. like, and then you have the Mighty Ducks, which are like ducks from actual ducks from like an alternate dimension, oh, who wow. come to our to like the human Earth dimension and like are superheroes, but they're they're like cover while they're not being superheroes is like the Mighty Ducks hockey team. It, mm. It's it's wild. <laughs> Okay. Like if you have, if anyone has Disney Disney Plus and hasn't seen it, I would check it out on Disney Plus. Just check out like the first two episodes. It's like trippy. It's it's, yeah. It's it's a it's a wild ride. Mm. Like the funny thing is, I have Disney Plus, but honestly, I've only watched. I think I've watched like Captain Marvel. Mm -hmm. I don't know if any like. Captain Marvel, I think I watched maybe one of the Avengers movies, or I started the the last Avengers movie. Like, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but the, the last, yes, Endgame. I started Endgame, but I never finished it. But I did watch the whole Captain Marvel, and I was like, I like this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Surprisingly, yeah. I'm not big into com- comics. But. It was a decent film. I think Captain Marvel's like it was a it was an okay film. Yeah, it wasn't you know, bad. It's a pretty pretty okay like, film. I was tr- like I feel like due to like CW, I'm low key a DC fan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not like I mean, heavy, but I like the DC show. So like the CW DC shows, right? So like yeah. I was wa- so I was watching like I remember watching Smallville mm-hmm. and you know I remember when Arrow first came out and I was like and I was kind of tight that the Arrow like when it first came out I was kind of tight that the Arrow Green Arrow and Arrow they didn't just use the Smallville Arrow and kind of Green Arrow just give them a show like a spinoff yeah but they created like a whole new like universe, universe. which is darker grittier closer to like what you know they were doing in the movies with like batman and stuff like that yeah um and you know it kind of spin spun into this 
its own universe, universe. of like they got the Flash, which is a spinoff series. Yeah. And then somehow, like fans like just rally together and like Supergirl was on like a totally different network that yeah, it was had nothing on, like, to do. Uh CBS or something like yeah, that. Yeah, because I think it was yeah, it was on because it was on part of channel two. So they did like a crossover episode with the Flash, and then it was like, you know what, we're gonna make this part of the Arrowverse. And they totally like moved. I think it got uh, Supergirl. No, well, it got canceled. Well, I mean, Supergirl got moved from its original studio to be able to, in order to be able to like be part of like the CW and then kind of cross over. So it became part of the CW family. Recently, uh, as far as those shows, like uh, Supergirl is canceled. Um, I think it had its, I'm not sure what the final season is. It um, got canceled? It got canceled. Arrow got canceled after like Supergirl, I mean, eight Arrow finished. Yeah, so Arrow know? finished. So I want to say it's canceled. Like it finished. Like it had its finale. Yeah, and then, it had, it had, it was, it's literally, it's had its life. Yeah, it seems like Black Lightning is going to be canceled as well, which is a spinoff from in that yeah, Black Arrowverse. Lightning is an ending after season three. Yeah, which Black Lightning was really good. Uh, I really enjoyed it, and the so it seems like the only Arrowverse show that's still going is uh, the, Flash. the Flash. I they think added, maybe um, Batwoman. I think Batwoman. Batwoman, and Sorry. then they added Star Girl. Yes. Oh yeah, and then Legends of Tomorrow. I'm not sure if that got canceled or not. I'm not sure, but I like I really enjoy Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, um, I didn't really watch it all that much. I'm not caught up, but I like I fell off of pretty much everything DC, and then I started watching Legends on uh, Netflix. Yeah. Speaking of, since we're talking about DC, because again, I like their shows. Their shows are decent, right? Yeah. Their movies lately have been like hit and miss, right? Yeah. I think they're more, yeah. Wonder Woman was all right, the first one. The first one, Wonder Woman, I liked. It was okay, you know. Um, I liked Aquaman. I loved Mm. Shazam. Shazam was a great movie. Mm, I didn't Um, watch Shazam yet. But, um, but yeah, they're Batman v Superman. They're. That was Justice terrible. League. Justice League was. I don't care what anyone says. We all know Justice League was hot garbage. Um, <laughs> Even the Snyder cut. Well, the Snyder cut releases this week, actually. Oh, it does. Uh, so, as of the recording of this episode, this episode, the Snyder cut releases this week on HBO Max. There mm. have been a few people who uh, either saw like a leaked um, version because when they released Tom and Jerry on HBO Max. They first released it. There was like a input mistake and people started watching the beginning of Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> so, and also people who have actually watched like the early release, like, you know, like, you know, they show like, this is early access or whatever. Yeah. They say that it's good, right? Yeah. Um, so um, there's posit- positive buzz around the movie. Mm. My, th- uh, I don't want the Snyder Cut to be bad, right? Yeah. Uh, but uh, I also have to like 
in my mind, like, like one of Warner Brothers is smart in a way, mm-hmm. and DC is kind of smart in a way because, like, we all know, like, even even we all know the Snyder Cut did not exist, right? There was no <laughs> secret cut of the movie that Warner Brothers had in their water tower vault. Yeah, that you know. <laughs> was Zack Snyder's original cut of the film that was yeah. much better than what they released. Yeah. Right? Other than like changing the tone and like a few scenes or whatever, the, the movie was already practically done. And so what we got was what we got, right? Yeah. Sure, the movie might have had a darker tone compared yeah. to like the much more bright tone that Joss Whedon tried to bring to the film and stuff like that. But like... But the great thing about this, this, you know, Snyder cut of the movie now is they pretty much just redid the whole movie. Like, I mean, they didn't reshoot the entire movie, but, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, So they have a chance to learn from all the backlash from the original movie's release. Yeah. And they have all the years since that backlash and like fans critiquing the film, in critiquing the film, all of the YouTubers and everyone all the articles where they like dissect the film and talk about how bad it is like they have all this information that we the fans and we the people who like love and care about you know dc comics and dc characters and wanted the movie to be great they have all this feedback right so i'm just like there's no like there's no way that this movie should be bad right this new snyder cut of the of Justice League should not be bad because pretty much all they had to do is take like all of the feedback from like five, four or five years of people complaining about how terrible the original Justice Mm -hmm. League was. And they can like, they can like adjust the film as necessary. And I know they did a few reshoots and stuff like that, but they can recraft the movie into something much better. Also, you know, this movie is going to be what four hours long, right? It was going to be released in like two parts. Well, well, originally I think they was going to release it in four parts on HBO Max, but then they was like, "Nah, we're just going to release the whole thing," and it's a and the cut is supposedly supposed to be like four hours. That's literally the the that's literally the runtime for two movies. Yeah. Like if literally, Justice League is going to be Infinity War and Endgame back to practically back to back that's yeah. practically how long probably shorter than that because i think end games like close to three hours runtime i think i think um infinity war might also be close to three hours runtime but like a four hour movie is like that's literally two movies in one yeah. and they were just like Absolutely. and <laughs> which to be honest you know looking back at the original justice league and just kind of what they because of all of the setup that dc didn't do for any of their characters before releasing justice league you almost need that amount of runtime in order to make sure everything is properly developed like yeah. justice like just the original justice league probably should have been two movies like they should have been split in half or yeah. they should have done everyone's solo movie where you introduce a character and then Justice League, right? Um, mm. So I, I, you know, you can feel free to call me a Marvel fanboy or whatever. 
I personally feel like in the last few years, Marvel movies have been better than yeah. DC movies. WandaVision, the DC, the Disney Plus show series, was definitely way better, way, oh, way better than Wonder Woman 84. You know, like Wonder Woman 84 was just like, that one it was, was, it wasn't that great. It was, it was terrible, but it was, it's weird because it's like, it's, it's very weird because I have, it's like, I like Maxwell Lord as a character. Yeah. You know, I like, it's like, it has these different things that I like about the movie, but, the, but none of those things connect together yeah. at all. It's not a very cohesive movie. Yeah. And also I feel like Wonder Woman as a character is very just bland and like boring and she's not really doing anything to move the story along. She's just kind of like, I'm here and things are happening. So now, but she's not like actively doing anything. It's like, she's just reacting to everything. Yeah. But she's not actively engaging in, in like pushing anything or yeah. moving the story in any meaningful way. Yeah. You know, so I'm just like. I agree with that. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. Like, I don't feel that it's like Justice League bad or anything like that. Like, it's definitely a better movie than Justice League, you know, but it's, it's, yeah, it's just a, it's a very disconjointed film. Yeah. The, um, the film that I know got, it was not that, like, I heard bad things about it, Suicide Squad, correct? Yeah, so I, I enjoyed Suicide Squad. I know not everyone did, and people mm. have their own whatever about it, but I kind of enjoyed Suicide Squad. You know, it was, it was fun. Yeah. A fun. It was a fun movie for, like, the first, like, whatever movie. You know, <laughs> the the villain of the movie, which was... Like we kind of knew who the villain was gonna be. It was just like, yeah. I don't know. It was just a fun ride. Yeah, that's good. It didn't make the most sense. Like it's not the, again, sim. I think similar to Wonder Woman eighty four, the plot like the it's a base. It's a very simple plot, but it's also yeah. just kind of like why. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but. For me, it was just a fun experience. Mm. So, the so that kind of like uplifts the movie for me, and I'm like, okay, I can watch. Like, I can watch Suicide Squad, and I can enjoy it. I but I also know watch like the other one, the the one, uh, the newer one, the one that's. I think it's the Suicide Squad instead of just Suicide Squad. Um, I don't think they have a second movie yet. I know they, they did the are. Harley. They had did the Harley Quinn movie. Uh, um, I I know. I think they're doing a sequel. They, but I just. But they it hasn't are just, um, yeah. at because I went to DC Fandom mm-hmm. last. I think it was last September and August. They had yeah. like a whole online event oh, promoting yeah. like the new shows. I the, was well there. Uh, well, I was watching it, but mostly for the games. <laughs> so I saw like. <laughs> The Batman yeah. Arkham Knights. Oh um, yeah, I saw that too. Blue Side um, Squad. I was game. This was I was ignoring that. I was just like, time for the movies and the TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, because they had um, panels for some of the shows that I like, so I was like, oh, I'm gonna watch these panels. Okay. Uh, 
Su- yeah, it's I called was... yeah, it's called the Suicide Squad. It's come. It's supposed to come out in August this year. That's what it says. Release date August sixth. Interesting, because I haven't seen any promo or teaser trailer or like so. What I I don't know if they putting out a teaser trailer or not, but they had a whole panel with mm-hmm. the the cast uh, at DC Fandom. Like okay. they revealed they revealed the new members of the Suicide Squad and everything. Interesting. Again, I enjoyed the first one, so I'll definitely be willing to tune in to the next Suicide Squad. Yeah. The, um, yeah. I don't know if they're bringing back Viola Davis as Amanda Waller. I'm not sure. I think they should. She was great as Amanda Waller. I, like, I'm not 100% sure. I think they are bringing back, um, Rick Flag, I think. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember. Like it if like September feels like so long ago. Like, so what did you what do you what do you think of this whole Snyder cut debacle? Honestly, I didn't watch the I didn't watch Justice League in the first place. So like I heard the call for the Snyder cut, but like I never really uh, like understood what was going on because I never like I probably will try to watch Justice League. I, I don't know. Like ever since there was like this whole big thing about Joss Whedon, I was like, do I really want to watch it? Because mm-hmm. uh, I remember it was um, I think his name is Ray Fisher. Yeah. Who he like uh, brought up like allegations against uh, Joss Whedon and then he was just like uh, he just got frustrated with the whole like Warner Bros DC thing thing going on and he was just like I'm never working for for this company ever again yeah and it's it's unfortunate like on that on that note it's really unfortunate because on the one hand I like the solidarity because you had like the original you like had the cast and stuff from like Buffy, which is yeah. like the flat like the flagship show that Joss Weed is most known for, right? Yeah. Buffy the Vampire Slayer coming up to back him. But it's also unfortunate where you're like, yo, evidently Joss Whedon uh has a serious has some serious problems because yeah. you know, even people from like the Buffy cast are talking about, yeah, he was kinda like inappropriate. You would yeah. have one of the castmates who was like, yeah, he, he, he couldn't be alone in a room with me. He wasn't allowed yeah. to, which, you know, yeah. whether it's because she was a minor or yeah. like strictly because she was a minor or because they like, people were kind of like cognizant of like, yeah, he has, he's a little problematic or so it's, yeah. it's like, it's like, dang, like, yeah, like I um, like once I like when I want to say I feel bad about this, but not until Charisma Carpenter, who was on Buffy and Angel, came out with her statement, did mm-hmm. I decide to do a deep dive into the problematic ness of Joss Whedon, and even his ex-wife wrote an article about it. She was like, he was kind of using me as a shield, like. 
he pushed, uh, he, no, he positioned, okay, I was trying to think of the right word. Okay. He positions himself as like a feminist, like all for like feminism and all this other stuff. And he's like trying to also show it because his wife was one of his creative partners and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And she was like, he was lying to everyone. He was lying to me. He, he like had affairs and stuff like that. And she was like, after he broke up, he like wrote this whole letter to me, like apologizing and all this other stuff. And she was just like, I was lied to Shud's hot mess. And I was mm-hmm. just like, damn, even his wife, his ex-wife, of course. Yeah. It's like. Now, you know, he's really trash. Yeah. It's like, damn. And like, I enjoyed his stuff. So I'm just like. I mean, he as a as far as like his work, his work is good, like the yeah. stuff he produced, you know. But as far as him, like in, individually, and just kind of listening to different testimonials about how like inappropriate mm. or problematic or different things, it's like yeah, I, you know, I wouldn't care if we don't have any more projects with John Wegan attached to it, personally, yeah. like. You know, if he just happens to not work on any more films and just kind of retires with his lofty, however much he has, then Mm. again, I don't think that'll be. I don't think that's going to be the case because I like I feel like there's still people who are going to work with him Mm -hmm. Uh, because as we see, like people because people will be like at least he's not as badass like and then yeah there's the whole like we can think of people who haven't gotten fully canceled or whatever like woody allen like we got people still caping for him like i haven't watched that um documentary allen versus pharaoh yet Mm -hmm. i'm not sure if i will i'm debating about it but like there's still people caping for him. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like he had inappropriate behavior towards a young child. Like, no matter, like, and then on top of that, he decided to marry his young, like, his partner's young adopted daughter. Like, and they were getting together for a while. Like, he's hey. a pedophile. Yeah, he's 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 purely the creepy scum. Like it's yeah. And he was friends with Jeffrey Ep- Epstein. I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Like yeah. And it seems like a lot of people in the industry were friends with Jeffrey and were part of that circle of like pedophiles and rapists and molesters. I'm like, that's something that, like, was funny. Like, people were pointing out, like, how the, how the royal family or whoever it is, is still so, like, kind of just supporting Prince Andrew, I think. Mm Mm-hmm like after he's gotten all these allegations about like being 
he was pretty much down and dirty with Epstein. I was just like, well, they can support him, but they can't support Harry. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, that's that, that's how that's like, how racism works. Like, like you can support your pedophile, whatever, and it's, but you know, let let your child come home with like a a black biracial. person or a person of color, and suddenly like. Things have disowning them. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I feel like people have been like picking apart this Oprah, Megan, and Harry interview for this last week since it happened. And it's just like we know it's it's not like unfortunately, I feel like for maybe white people, it was like a surprise. Mm -hmm. But I feel like for any black person, it's just like What's new? Like, what did you expect? Yeah. Like, I'm like, yeah. Like, why did you expect that the royal family of the country <laughs> that is the source <laughs> of all of the racist, white supremacist, colonial problems of the it's entire of the, world... is <laughs> one of the sources. Because think about yeah. Spain and Portugal as well. Yeah, Spain and, and Portugal Italy. again. But I'm just like... You know, particularly like here in the United States, you know, the United States being like a British colony originally. Yeah. Right. So it's like, and a lot, and like, you think of like the British Empire, right? And its Imperial Navy. And, yeah. you know, Britain itself had, had like what, like the majority of all, like, colonies, the majority of the world, even compared to like Spain and France mm-hmm. and, you know, in like Portugal and stuff like that. So, yeah. and there's so many issues and problems that you see are just kind of been passed down yeah. from this. Like, so I don't know why they thought that the royal family with that type of legacy and history would not be a racist family. No. But okay. Yeah. Sure. The funniest thing was like, uh, there was a news story where, like, Prince Charles, he went and he was, like, at a community center with some Black people. And I was just like, so this is what they thought they could use to counteract the racism? He's going to go just show up and help Black people now? Come on. I'm just like, I, I, I can't bring myself to care, to be honest. I just, I don't care. Yeah. I didn't care when she got married to the guy. I didn't care when... You know, like, I didn't really care, you know, yeah. um, and it's, and again, it's so weird and funny because I, I, I like watching all the different memes on like Instagram and TikTok and Twitter and stuff like that. Cause they're like, yeah. their, their kid, their son is like, is like super white baby. Like, like he's a super white baby. Like he has a black grandmother, but like. He he definitely favors the white side of his family, right? Yeah. Um, and it's like, and people make memes with like, "This is what baby looks like," and then they show a picture of like a black child, just like, "This is what the royal family actually sees." And it's like, <laughs> I saw that one. And it's it's wild, but that's kind of how insidious and how like toxic racism is, right? Yeah. Like you can see, like. And again, even if the child was 
looked more phenotypically black, you know, favored yeah. his African ancestry versus, you know, his more European ancestry, right? Yeah. Like, it's not like the the attitudes would be okay. Yeah. But the fact that even though the child, like, doesn't seem to have any of the traits of his African ancestry, at least from, like, the basic images, and yet somehow you can still find all this, like, vile and vitriol for, like, an innocent baby. Yeah. It's... Again, even if the baby, whether the baby was phenotypically black or, or you know, like whatever, it's like the amount of vitriol. It's, it's almost, it's like, I don't know where, where white people get it, <laughs> to be honest. Um, yeah. It's, it's, the funny thing that, like, I feel like people have been saying, which honestly i i learned it in the last couple of years like they're always like the caucasity and i'm just like <laughs> yes, let's caucasity. stop let's stop with caucasity because white people are not from the caucus mountains like none of them are from that area <laughs> <laughs> literally like people from the caucus mountains are like no look they i would say they're they're more, I don't know exactly how to describe them, but they're not like you're they're not European white people. <laughs> so they don't look Anglo-Saxon. No. Like that British. Yeah, they don't look British, Swedish, Irish, Scottish, Spain, like the typical person who like what they think the typical people from like Argentina or Spain are from, like. They don't look like that. Mm-hmm. It's like, come on. Caucasity is not it no more. Yeah. The more the more you know, you gotta change your language. Yeah. But again, on the one hand, I just really don't care. Like Yeah, I'm and it's funny it because point. people were because people were saying this when they was like announcing this, like, oh, it's like you're marrying into an imperialist, racist, you know, violent legacy right yeah you know so i know like i know there are some people out there who are kind of just like well you married into this like you literally made the choice whether it's because you love harry so much so you thought like oh you'll eat it or maybe you were just naive enough to think you know oh the queen is such a nice old lady and blah 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 but it's like you chose this life and again i'm not saying i'm not trying to say that in the sense of like you know she deserves this i'm just saying like i know that there that that's an argument out there mm-hmm. that you know she chose this life for herself so you know why should we feel bad for her now and i'm just like i don't think that's the right attitude to take like if you're going to weigh in on it or care about it that I don't think that's the right attitude to take, right? Because, you know, at the end of the day, this is still, we're, we're still like someone being oppressed by like racism and white supremacy. And like, you know, that impacts all of us. You know, the fact that, the fact that someone even like her, right? Who say what you want to say, she's 
you know, as for being a biracial black woman, she's pretty white passing, particularly here. And I guess that's more like here in the United States. Yeah. She's very white passing compared to, so there's like, so there's levels to it. There's like her Americanness, her yeah. American whiteness compared to like Europe, a very like European standard of whiteness. Yeah. Um, and then the fact that, you know, her being of like African descent. Of, yeah. So, yeah, like I feel like I can feel bad for her and I can feel like, and I can empathize. But at the same time, I'm just like. What did you expect? Yeah, I can just be like, I, it's like, I would have been more surprised if they treated, like, if none of this happened. And like, not the no surprise, like, again, I probably wouldn't went about my day not caring, but it yeah. would have been more of a shock yeah. if they weren't as racist and despicably racist, you know, as they've proved themselves to be, right? So, yeah, it's it's really not a shocker. I'm like, oh, wow, yeah, so. Yeah. The, I'm sorry it's happening to you, but kind of like. Yeah. yeah. The, the only thing that I really um, felt bad about was like when she said that she was like suicidal over it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just like, that's somewhere a lot of people could have like empathized with her. Like just pressure. Like a lot of black people have pressures where like, it's led them to feel suicidal. So I feel like that's something that people could have connected with. Mm-hmm. And then, but other than that, like, I don't really feel too bad for them. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like, and even on like the Prince Harry side, it's like, like he knew what he knew his family, right? So yeah. this is his family. This is, these are the people he grew up around. You know, he saw these are the type of people who he saw how they, you know, treated his mother and stuff like that. Like he mentions that. I hear that he mentions that often in his like interviews and stuff like that. Like, yeah. you know, like, you know, seeing how they treated his mom and then kind of reflecting on like how they're treating him and his 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 family now and stuff like that. Yeah. So like he knew, or at least he had an inkling of where this is going to go if he decided to make this choice for his life um so and i'm but i'm also glad that i do i am glad that you know megan at least has a partner who's willing to make the sac type of sacrifices yeah to make sure that she's good and to make sure that she's okay right um, yeah. I think not to not a lot of well, I think that more people need to be willing to do that yeah. to be like, you know, to stand up to your family and make whatever sacrifices you need to make sure that your partner's good, particularly when you know your family's just toxic and yeah, just being like trash to your family and stuff like that. Yeah, like one of the um, it was like a a joke that I saw which had me dying. Like, apparently, uh, Prince Charles stopped taking Harry's calls. Hmm. And they were like, well, when he was married, he was taking Camilla's calls. 
And I was like, <laughs> I was like, damn. He know he he prioritizes what he wants. Like mm-hmm. I feel like it it's a toxic family. You can't even support on your dad. Like is is a dub. Yeah. So but it happens. Like now they they got deals with Netflix and Spotify, like I mean they're gonna like and another reason why I, I, I'm kind of in, like, that I don't really care is because they're going to be okay. Like, you know, having removed themselves from the toxic environment of being over there and now they're doing their own thing over here, I'm like, yeah, y'all, y'all good. Y'all going to be fine. Yeah. Like, y'all still going to be a part of this, like, sphere that most of us really aren't going to interact with. So, you know, at the end of the day, you guys are kind of like you'll you'll be you'll be okay you'll be fine yeah well i think that's a good <laughs> i think that's a good place to to end off okay this has been a good discussion again this has definitely been a lot more low key a lot more less structured than our regular episodes yeah you know um yeah we came to it with open open out uh, we we just came to it with an open mind like yeah this is yeah this is definitely again not one of our regular structured episodes this one's a lot more free form yeah you know which is good for us because it allows us to just kind of like, you know, say what we got to say. Yeah. Get, <laughs> get, like get things off our mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was still, I felt it was still a good conversation. Yeah. So I hope that everyone else got something from it as well. Yeah. You know, and let us know what you thought about it. Good, bad, or ugly. If yeah. you hated, if you hated it, you thought we were like, running our mouths too much or we were too discoherent yeah feel free to tell us so you know send us an email at cozyjetpodcast at gmail.com or just dm us and be like hey yo your last episode i wasn't feeling it you know <laughs> so dm us at like cozy chat pod instagram twitter yeah we see it so yeah and we are always quick to like we're generally quick to reply yeah to those people who message us particularly like on instagram stuff so yeah feel free to hit us up yeah feel free hopefully this you've got coat like hopefully you guys were getting cozy with us even though we were free form today but and where can the audience find you sasha so you can find me at sash underscore marguerite on ig twitter and tiktok yes i am not on tiktok but (laughs) i am on instagram and i am on twitter all the time saying you can always find me at young royalty 580 and that's pretty much it don't don't try to follow me on facebook um (laughs) but of course yeah yeah and my tiktok is almost inactive i just i'm on there for shits and giggles (laughs) yeah 
And again, you can always follow the podcast at Cozy Chat Pod on yeah. Instagram and Twitter. And then again, please feel free to message us at Cozy Chat Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Also, another great way for you guys to interact with the podcast, you know, follow and subscribe to the podcast. If you're able to, you know, leave us a review. Yeah. Uh, leave us a review on like Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast uh, app you use to listen. If they allow you to leave reviews and also rate us, you know, give yeah. us, we would love for you to give us a five star rating. But, you know, rate us how you feel we yeah. deserve to be rated. You know, that'll only help us to improve. know. Exactly. Improve and know what we need to do in order to grow. Right? Yeah. And also to help the algorithm start putting us out there for other people yeah. to start listening to the podcast. So like, rate, review, do all the, all the, the social things. media things. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And as always, I've had a great time speaking with you. you yeah. know, I know Maxine isn't here with us this week, but she'll be back with ba- us next episode. next episode. Oh, one last thing, guys. If you have something also to share, like if you had, you wanted to post about us on IG or Twitter, hashtag cozy chat pod. Yes. And also feel free to. Uh, hashtag pod in pod in is a now listening hashtag you know so that's just a hashtag you can always click on and just see what people are listening to what different podcasts people are checking checking out so feel free to add us to that list of podcasts right okay right and we will catch you guys next time thank you guys catch you in a few weeks all right later later